0: So welcome uh, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the sixth session in the series, Abraham Joshua Heschel: Human Dignity is a Divine Concern, by Dr. Dor Bandi. Dr. Bandi is a de- is dedicated to bringing Abraham Joshua Heschel's thought to Israel, transitioning his words into Hebrew and transforming Israel by his spirit. He holds a doctorate in Jewish thought from Bar Ilan University, and is a popular lecturer in a variety of institutions especially at Mahon Kerem of the David Yelling College of Education. Dr. Bandi lives with his family in the community of Urban Kibbutz Beit Israel in Jerusalem, a community of religious and non-religious Jews who unite together in social and spiritual activism. And now without delay, I'll turn it to you, uh, Dr. Bandi. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Evie. Okay. Last time we met, uh, the way Heschel read the Bible, the prophets, in order to shape, to explain uh, his thought about human dignity. Yes, he, he spoke about the divine concern, about how the prophets felt the love of God, the care of God to every human being. And today, we continue to see how he found uh, the sources of human dignity in the rabbis, in the sage of the Mishnah, the Talmud. I believe that you know that he wrote a huge book about the philosophy of the rabbis. He, the name of the book is. Torah Min it is his only Hebrew book. He wrote in four languages, and uh, most of his uh, works uh, were written in English, but he wrote the, uh, also in German, in Yiddish, and in Hebrew. And it's, it's quite amazing that one person can can write in four languages, and especially mm-hmm. uh, this book uh, in Hebrew is amazing. It's an amazing book because because it's not only it's not it, it, Heschel didn't write it in modern Hebrew. He tried to write it oh, in the Hebrew of the Mishnah.
2: Oh my goodness!
1: As as if as if he. Part of the project of the rabbis as if he respond to their their thought not only by his spirit by, but also by his language and he wrote this unbelievable huge book, more than one thousand uh, pages he wrote it uh, include uh, three volumes he wrote it in the middle of all his efforts for human rights in the United States. Yes, in the same time in March, when he marched with Martin Luther King, uh, before the march and after the march, he came back to his study room and, uh, and learned and immersed himself in the thought of the ancient rabbis of the Mishnah 2000 years ago in order to find there um, the the contribution of Jewish philosophy to our time. Um, It is a very unique book, not only uh, by by its language, but also by its main um, claim. A lot of people, rabbis today or academic or academic scholars, uh, relate to the rabbis as an, as an experts of halakha, as an expert of Jewish law, as if they, as if the rabbis of the Mishnah of the ancient Israel ha- have no philosophy, like the rabbis of today. They are expert in Jewish law, and, you know, before the prayer of of Shabbos, they say something uh, in philosophy. Heschel tried to show in this work that they have philosophy, and that a lot of their disputes, you know, as you know, the the Mishnah and the Gemara, the books of the rabbis from ancient Israel, These works have a lot of disputes in them, as machlokot between the rabbis. And he tried to show that uh, all these disputes are um, part of a, a dispute in a philosophy. He tried to show that there is the school of Rabbi Akiva, the mystic the mystic uh, leader of Bar Kochva uh, revolt against the Romans. And uh, there is another school of Rabbi Ishmael, which is rational school, which is uh, uh, non-mystic, which have critic reading of the Bible. And uh, this is a huge project of volume A, this work to show that these um, schools have a a different philosophies. In the second volume, he tried to show that these schools have also a deep dispute about the faith that the Torah uh, came from heaven. What is the meaning of believing of, the, of this faith that the Torah came from heaven? And in the last volume, he wanted to speak about the very philosophy of disputes, the very philosophy of pluralism in the rabbis, the thought of the rabbis. Unfortunately, he got his heart, heart attack before he accomplished the third volume. And this volume was published by his students only 30 years, almost, uh, not almost 20 years after, uh, after he, he died. And, but I discovered that um, these students uh, made censorship, this is the word, they didn't publish all his materials. They didn't publish all the manuscripts that Heschel intended to publish in the third volume. And I hope in the next months, in this, this winter, I I hope to publish a new edition of this work with all the manuscripts that uh, were omitted by Heschel's students. And so today I want to, to show you, um, uh, how he found uh, the sources, the sources of Selem Elohim, of a special meaning of the likeness of God in the thought of Rabbi Akiva. Uh, it's only one chapter from this walk, but but a very meaningful one. Uh, Rabbi Gordon Tucker uh, translated this work into English. So I brought the two editions in one side, uh, here in, 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 uh, on, the, on the right side, you can see the, the, the draft of the new edition. And in the left, this is the translation, uh, as you can see, edited and so translated from the Hebrew with commentary by Gordon Tucker and Leonard Levine. I, I, I believe that you know that Gordon Tucker is one of the leader of the conservative movement in New York and and uh, he dedicated a lot of years it's a very uh, it's not easy work to translate such a huge and and, un, and special work and but but the fact is that is also uh, also have uh, uh, make uh, change in the original. It's uh, it, it was edited. It's not a pure translation. So let's let's start to read the chapters chapter that that, that uh, about our topic today. Um, I believe that it will be easier to you to read from from the english right uh, but as as my costume i i will be grateful if someone can read english all right so brian you do you want to read the doctor the doctrine of god's image please
3: humanity is is great and precious in god's sight according to rabbi akiva how so precious are humans that they were created in God's image, a special affection they have in that they that it was made known to them that they were created in the image as it is written in his image. Did God make man? The person is a reflection of a supernal net realm. The human image uh, below corresponds to the divine image above. According to Rabbi Akiva, he who spills human blood scripture regards such a person as though he had diminished the divine image as is written, whoever sheds the blood of a man by man shall his blood be shed for in his image God make man. The Midrash um, cites a parable, a mortal king visited one of his provinces and the people put up a statue and struck coins in his honor. Sometime later, they tore down his statue, destroyed his coins, and thus diminished his image. Thank we you. Qu-
1: thank you. Let's, let's let's stop here. Okay. This is a it's a very uh, powerful um, midrash, right? Um, when you yes, when you uh, murder when someone murder human being, yes he diminished uh, the image of God. Yes, it, maybe it should be with a, a capital H because it's not only about the king, yes, it's about the God. Why, why, what is the meaning of Selem of Elohim, of, of uh, the, the image of God? I and how our Rabbi Akiva learned it, learn from this Pasuk, yes, whoever shed sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. How we learn from this, of course, the, the, the rest of the Pasuk is for in his image did God make man, but how we learn from this Pasuk that the image of God, the meaning of the image of God, is is what is the link between the image of God to, to the shed of blood? What, how 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 Rabbi Akiva learned from this pasuk that that the murder of of a human being is diminishing the image of God? I think that that we should look in the Hebrew. Uh, in the Hebrew original of this pasuk, in order to understand it better, if you can see this pasuk here in Hebrew, I will re- I will read Hebrew. I can read without uh, uh, an Israeli accent or maybe with. Shofech dam adam That this is the original pasuk. dama <laughs> dam ba adam how Rabbi Akiva learned from this pasuk, the deep connection between the image of God and the image of, of human being, maybe because this the harmonic structure, this pasuk, as you can see, shofech, this is the first word, is is, uh, just like the sixth, the the sixth uh, word, and then the second word, dam, is like the the, the fifth uh, word, and the third is like the four. You can see, it's a it's a very harmonic structure of this word, this word dam, adam, ba damo as if. There is a mirror in the middle of, of as if there, there is a mirror after, after the third word, yes, and you can see it as a reflection. So so the, the human being is like a reflection of of the image of God. So when when you when you when you uh, when someone murdered a human being, he, he diminish, diminishes the, the, the image of God, maybe even Rabbi Akiva read this Pasuk as if "shofech Dam Adam Ba'adam as if this word Ba'adam not about the human being, but about the ultimate human being yes as if when you shed when you shed the blood of human being you diminished the moisha of who of the ultimate of of yes of 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 god god is is, is if the second word ba adam is about god himself as if god is yes human being was created in the likeness of God so God is also like human being yes and when you when you when you shed when you when someone shed uh, sheds the, the, the blood whoever sheds the blood of man not by man shall his blood be shed Rabbi Akiva read this pasuk as if it was as it as it is. It was written, whoever sheds the blood of man, shed also the blood of the ultimate man. Yes, It's a mirror. When you murder, when you shofer the name of human being, you diminished. Yes. Diminished the image of God. It's very uh, extreme reading and interpretation, and interpretation of of the image of God. The image of God is not the ability to the ability to think, as Maimonides, as Arambam explained. Yes, it's not only we, the likeness of God. We, we, the human beings, we are like God not only by our uh, ability to think but 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 we 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 just like him by our our very existence yes when you when someone murder human being he diminished yes The, the image of God is not the ability to think when you when you murder when someone murder human being Not only uh, uh, takes his ability to think, it, it, to think, it, it it takes his very life. So our very life is, is like our very life. This is the image of God. Yes. So this is a very powerful concept of human dignity. Yes. When when you shed a, a blood of human being, you 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 might hurt God. Yes, Brian. you want to to, ask,
3: to say something? Right. Uh, yes, I think also in the first paragraph, um, yes. it it's um, it it is uh, the the importance of B'Tselem uh, Elohim is also found in the idea that man is actually given knowledge of the fact that uh, human beings were created in God's image, so that. They know this in advance, so therefore the idea of um, shedding blood of another, um, this should be this should be central in what it is that they um, that they realize in doing it, and so Akiva can Rabbi Akiva can come to that conclusion also because of, not just because of the way in which the pasuk is written, but also in the realization that man knows that he has been uh, created or humankind knows that they've been created in the image of god
1: yes yes the the, the, the it's, it's not like the rambam it's not the ability to think to think the, the the miracle is that we can understand the likeness of god it's not the ability to think itself but the ability to understand the likeness. Okay, let's continue. Be be ready. It's a very powerful saying now. Who who uh, who wants to read? Where are we? Thank you. We quoted.
2: We quoted above the example of Hillel the Elder, who washed in the bathhouse because it was a mitzvah to keep clean the body that was created in the likeness of God. For Hillel, the doctrine of man's divine image clarifies the nature of human greatness. For Rabbi Akiva, it teaches us about the holy and blessed one and the extent to which human deeds affect what happens above, diminishing the image. Moreover, the expression itself, et hademut, the image, makes it evident that its purpose is not to indicate the nature of humanity, but to point to the existence of the divine. It is in this sense that Rabbi Akiva taught because of his sin man has no possibility to know what the divine image is.
1: Thank you, thank
2: you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a very uh, it's a very um, non-regular explanation of the likeness of God. Yes, let, let's start from Hillel as I can Hillel the Elder, he, he he edited here the original code. Let's read it in the Hebrew. I hope you can understand If, if no, I, I will try to translate into English. Let's read the original. When Hillel the Elder uh, uh, said goodbye to his students, he was walk and walk with them. Amarulo talmidav, his students told him, "Rabbi lechana olech Rabbi, where you 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 are going?" Amar he told them to make le'asot mitzvah to make a mitzvah. they told him, the mitzvazo, what is your special mitzvah that you left that you you live that you are living?" Us here and uh, and you are going to another place. Amarleen, he told them, yes, to, to, to make a shower in the in the bath, in the bath uh, in the bathroom. Amarulo, so his students told him, the chizomits We didn't read it in, in the Shulchan aruch. <laughs> Where you can, where it, it, it was written in the Torah that, that it's a mitzvah, it's a commandment, to take a shower. Amar he told them, hen, yes. If icons of kings, icons, kings, that you place, that you place him in, in theater, etc. The, 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 the someone who, who cleaned these icons of the king, of the king, I am, and I am that was created in the likeness of God, in the image and likeness of God. Alakat Kama so I have to clean myself also like, like the someone who cleaned the icon of the king. What is the link between clean myself and the image of God? You can see that Hillel, the elder, saw the image of God in the very ex- existence of human being include the body. as the image of God. Is, this, is the reason to take a shower. Yes, according to Maimonides, the image of God is our brain. So what is, what is the link to, to take a shower? Now, according to Hillel the Elder, it's a very extreme saying that, that we are, that our body is, in, 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 is like the, the body of God, what what let the elder try to say here? Yes, you can see it's a very it's non-regular saying. Yes, we, we Rambam told us, Maimonides taught us that God is nobody. What he the elders thought? How 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 is shower is clean the icon of God? But, but then Heschel added that for Rabbi Akiva, it's even more extreme that Hillel the Elder. Because Hillel the elder for Hillel, the doctrine of man's divine image, clarifies the nature of man's greatness. He only spoke about the greatness of man. We should take our very existence, even our body, uh, as an image of God. But for Akiva, it, it teaches us about the Holy and Blessed One and the extent to which human deeds affect what happens above diminishing the image, right? When you uh, heart a human being's body, when you take the life of human beings, you, you, you diminish the image of God. It's about, it's not only about the nature of man, it's also about the, the nature of God. Yes, it's a very extreme saying and a very powerful meaning of human dignity. It's, it's a very, theologically it's, it's extreme, but the implication to the moral understanding is also extreme. You should behave to human beings as, as the icons of God, as, when you when you uh, be, when you look uh, when you behave like a racist to, to another human being, you are it's a heresy to, to God Himself, right? It's a very it's a very powerful concept of of the human dignity. What do you say? Do you know this? Do you know these sources? For me, it was a chidush to to understand that the rabbi says such radical concept of, of human being, human dignity. What do you say?
3: Why did you think it was radical?
1: It's radical after after the you know on on. 800 years ago, in the last 800 years, Jews uh, can't think about uh, the body of God. Should, can't, it's it's, uh, it's one of the 13th, uh, it's one of our credo, right? Of Schloss Karim, that God is no body. And, and that's why Maimonides told us that that uh, human dignity is about our ability to think. And now, now, uh, suddenly Heschel uh, found for us much more powerful concept of human dignity, which is not only about our ability to to think about our brain, but uh, it's, it's, uh, but we are the icons, the very, our very life is the icons of God. Yes. Hmm.
3: Does, does he mean this metaphorically, though? I mean, Rambam is talking about it in, in terms of a sense of idolatry, and and Heschel seems to be speaking about this metaphorically. Uh, that's my interpretation.
1: Yes. No. For no. Rabbi Akiva, for Hillel Azakem, Hillel the Elder, it's not a metaphoric saying he is going to make a shower according to this saying yes he is he, he felt to take a shower it's a mitzvah it's not a metaphor it's a it's a it's, a, it's an action yes he, he he behaved in this way not a, an idea yes, no,
3: I, I i meant i'm sorry i meant
2: um allegory maybe
3: no, no, that it was, a, that it was, well, it, that it was, that for Heschel, it is a metaphor, that for what, um, what Hillel is referencing, I think, is saying, you know, that, that if there's purity in God, there needs, you need to be able to clean uh, the body that you inhabit that the cleanliness is, is a part of the idea of purifying yourself. And there, you know, th- there are instances, not only in Judaism, but in other religions as well, of the idea of cleaning oneself in order to be able to, be, um, uh, to, to purify yourself.
1: If, it's, if it was only about purification, the students has no question. Have no questions. The students were shocked. You spoke about the very cleaning of the body, not about purification. Yes, they told them. Yes, I am am speaking about the very cleaning of the body, because my body is like the icon of God. Yes, it it was very astonishing, astonishing for them. Or his students and Rabbi Akiva is, is, is even more extreme, and you know that. L- let's read, let's continue to read, and maybe maybe skip for a little bit. And here you you can read here this part of this striking const- contrast, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you can find another implication of of Rabbi Akiva. Uh, understanding, which, which is not, not uh, an allegory, right? It, does
2: someone
1: want to read this paragraph, The striking
2: contrast? I can read it.
1: Thank There's you. No, Any, I, thank you.
2: Um, this striking contrast in the evaluation of human worth is reflected in Rabbi Akiva's view of capital punishment. In the Mishnah, we read, a Sanhedrin that executes one person in seven years is called tyrannical. Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria taught one in seventy years. Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva declared, "Had we been in the Sanhedrin, no one would ever have been executed." But Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel said, "This they would have increased the number of murderers in Israel." Hmm. Should I stop? There
1: is a very interesting dispute. <laughs> it is
2: interesting. dispute. Yes, yes,
1: Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Uh, want to make a capital punishment in order to to prevent murders. Yes? But Rabbi Akiva said, I will never, I will never make a capital punishment. Why is so extremist? Why not? There is a murder here. Someone may uh, murder a, a policeman, right? Or something like this. Why not punishment by, by, by death? Why Rabbi Akiva is, is so can't can't accept capital punishment, can't accept uh, killing someone as his punishment. Why Rabbi Akiva is so extreme? According to the previous paragraphs, we can understand his law. Why you will never give someone a capital punishment? Why? Because even as a judge, he can't take the life of human beings because Every human being's life is is an icon of God. Yes, but Raman told him there, there are murders here. You you have to stop them. No, no, I I, I can't I can't take the life of human beings. So here, here, here we can see that Rabbi Akiva thought has implications in his in his uh, understanding of the law. Yes, of, of the capital punishment, it's not only a, an allegory, a, a, a idea, a metaphorically idea, but he, he uses it to to his, uh, his behaving as a judge. Yes, he will never he will never kill someone as a judge. Yes. You understand what I mean? It's it's, online, it's not only a philosophy. It it it, uh, it changes his thinking about capital punishment.
2: Would he also be a conscientious objector then, and never fight in a war?
1: <laughs> Are know, there places Akiva,
2: where he would take a, a life in a war?
1: As we know Rabbi Akiva was the leader of the war.
2: I know, so, so apparently it's not, oh, I was thinking actually of Heschel who wrote it, but yes, um, yeah, Rabbi Akiva, I know. So how did that relate then?
1: This is a, this is a problematic uh, understanding of Rabbi Akiva. In another chapter, Heschel cri- criticized Rabbi Akiva that he, that he couldn't see this human dignity in the Romans only, only in uh, in uh, people who believe, who believes in God and, but, in the, in, but R- R- he found uh, the universe, the universal understanding of human being in the other school, in Rabbi Ishmael school, who, who saw every human being as equal, not, uh, and not uh, make different, made different between Jews and non-Jews. So Heschelim, in, in one chapter, you can see how we identify with Rabbi Akiva, and in another chapter, you can see how we identify with Rabbi Ishmael. So, uh, so it's it's much more. This work is much more complicated uh, than it's much more complicated work you can't you can see Heschel always went with Rabbi Akiva and you can't you can say you can't say Heschel always go with Rabbi Ishmael he, you have to every, every chapter you run from this view to this view and you try to think what Heschel himself believes, it's not easy to, to understand in which one of, of these rabbis he, for which one of them he, he, he would vote
2: was Heschel a um, Rabbi Heschel? A um, would he have been a conscientious objector? Did he oppose all killing of all kinds, or is he just expressing his interpretation of Rabbi Akiva here?
1: It's only it's the inter- interpretation to Rabbi Akiva. Okay, got it. Uh, he, he 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 told, I can't pray during the war in Vietnam. I can't pray because. Uh, Yes, in in a free society, he, he said, "If you are guilty, all are responsible, and if I am, res- and if I have uh, responsibility for the war in Vietnam, I can't pray. I can't pray because I, I see the blood on my own hand." He, he was very he criticized the, the war in of Vietnam,
4: yeah.
1: and and he wrote in in in, in forty three. He wrote that a man with a gun is like an animal without a gun. It was in
2: 1943.
1: Yes, during the World War II. Really? Even, yes, even in during the World War II, he was a pacifist. Yes,
2: I thought so. Nice, thank you.
1: But but here. But here he found in, in in Rabbi Akiva saying the a very powerful concept of of human dignity. Um, maybe we can read uh, another two paragraphs in which he tried to to explain uh, this philosophy. Here, let's let's try let's let's start here the ancients. Does someone want to read? Anyone? read? Thank you, Judy. Please, the ancients. The
5: ancients saw the reflection of God in all existence. They believed that the different elements of reality were not hermetically self-contained and impermeable. Sorry. They believed I... that the different elements of reality were not hermetically self-contained and impermeable. On the contrary, every element was a reflected light of the divine. All existence was a harmonious reality, its various elements in a mutual relationship. However, there were two approaches to this harmonious reality, one cosmological or immanental, the other transcendental. According to the former, the particular reflects the generality within the earthly realm. That is the human microcosm corresponds to the macrocosm. But the transcendentalists taught that all the earthly elements had their counterpart in the supernal world. Thus man's image and likeness were derived from above the terrestrial man resembled heavenly man.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: It's a very complicated paragraph here. But Heschel tried to explain Rabbi Akiva's thought uh, in a contradiction to much more uh, uh, earthly understanding. You know that there are thoughts that spoke about human being as a microcosm of, of the world, yes? Our eyes is like the eye of the world. Our uh, back is like the back of the world. As if, as if there is a reflection between uh, the human being and the nature. But Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, the transcendent, transcendently transcendentalist yes he he, he he felt that the human being is not a reflection of the nature nature, but that the human being is a reflection of God or as, as Heschel wrote in a very yes, uh, extreme saying heavenly man yes, as if as if God is also a, 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 a like a human being. Yes, this is the mirror. Shofech Adam Adam, human being. but Adam, the heavenly man. The Moy There is reflection. Yes. We, we are a post Kantian Kant, Kant, We are post Kant. You know, Immanuel Kant, the first the famous modern philosopher, Immanuel Kant taught us that all the world is only a reflection of our eyes as yes, we, we there, there are the phenomenon yes we can't see the world itself with all what we see is our own reflection right Kant so kind of a short explanation of Kant but should say no for Rabbi Akiva for the ancients not like the you. view, um, there is a mutual relationship between off. the world and human being and between God and human being. You <laughs> are not human being, you are not the center of the, yes, as, as Kant say, said, I made a Copernican revolution. Yes, I, I bring the human being to be the center of the world, uh, but Heschel said, no, for the ancients human being, the human dignity is not based on on the understanding that we are the center of the world, but vice versa, that we are a reflection of, of God. It's a very deep and short saying of a, of a, the difference between our uh, understanding uh, that we learned from Kant and Emanuel Kant and the understanding of Rabbi Akiva. If you want to understand the rabbis, you should forget Kant for a moment and get into their own thinking. Yes, you are not the center of the the world. Uh, You are a reflection. For one approach, reflection of the world, for Rabbi Akiva approach, the approach you are the reflection of God. It's not an allegory. Yes, it's 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 a it's a real mirror. It's a real mutual relationship. Yes. I, can you can you understand me? Or you have? I, I can't. I,
5: can I ask a question? I maybe I maybe missed something uh, when you were talking about the the sentence about uh, the pasuk about you know when man who spills blood his blood will be spilled by man, and I didn't quite understand how you interpreted that. How Rabbi Akiva would interpret that or how Heschel would interpret that, given that it seems to say that capital punishment is the right approach. If a person spills blood, his blood shall be spilled. But you translated differently, yes?
1: It's, it's Gordon Tucker translated it differently, but here, but I showed you the original to, to explain, Uh, Rabia Akiva's interpretation, here I I am, I'm writing it right here to to explain, you can see, as you can see, the, the,
5: the... A, B, C, C, B, A,
1: B, exactly, right, exactly, there there is a, let's find the, well, I can find it here, this one, yes, uh, Yes, this is a. <laughs> yes, shofech. It's like shofech. The mo is like the dam is like the mo, and adam is like ba adam. It's the opposite uh, order of the words. Yes, you can see it. You can see it. So, so, so the original pasuk is is very has very powerful structure. From which Rabbi Akiva learned that there is a mirror between a human being and, and God. And I, I added that maybe Rabbi Akiva read it as, as if it was written, Shofech Dama Adam, when you shed the blood of human being, but Adam in the heavenly human being, namely, uh, uh, namely God. The You diminished, you diminished the, the God himself. Oh, I see.
5: It's, it's not a, a an retribution at all. It's a reflection.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, Rabbi, Rabbi John. Thank you.
4: I, I'm not sure if you want to go in this direction, but since Heschel is teaching this, and he himself was a pacifist, how in the world since he felt that way during world war ii did he feel about the fact that uh, this would imply that the nazis would have taken over the world because there should have been no opposition no fighting no resistance Um, so how did he explain that
1: it's the question is what how is our um, duty as Jews? Heschel yeah. believed that the Jews should be pacifist. In, in, in this time, in the 40s, in, even in the 50s, he didn't like Zionism, which taught the Jews to fight by weapons. No, he said, We, the Jews, have a duty. Okay. You, the, 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 there is a, a war between uh, the Nazis and, and the Western civilization, but the question is what my duty as a Jew and for Heschel, the Jews should be they Should the Jews shouldn't take weapons and be part of a war but should uh, be example for a non-violent nonviolent violent uh, living. As you know, Martin Luther King also believed in nonviolent violent uh, um, as did
4: Gandhi, Gandhi, but there was a yes. matter of context. And yes. in the context of the Nazis, it was the, the Nazis' specific and most important target was to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. And yes. so he knew that, and, and he had lost much of his family. So yes. I still don't understand. He would have been against the partisans fighting in the woods. He would have been against uh, those who did use weapons, against the Nazis to survive. This is where my conflict lies. I, and maybe he had a way of reconciling this within himself. I, I don't understand it. No, I'm
1: especially I afraid that if the Jews, if us, if we will establish another national state in which we will think only about our surviving, there is a danger that in the end we will also occupy another nation in order to survive. So he believes that the deep war against the Nazis is not to take weapon and to shoot back, but to uh, be an example for non-violent nations. This is the deepest war. Yes. And you can see in Rabbi Akiva saying, I will never, uh, as a judge, I will never take the life of a murderer. Yes, I, I can't I, I can't take a life of human being. I, I am the very opposite of the murderer. It's, it's it's much more easier as a judge to take the life of a murderer. No, this is different. a murderer, I will take his life. No, Rabbi Akiva said, I am the very opposite of, of these murders. I will not take their life.
4: In other words, but there's a difference between defending yourself and serving as a judge over someone who's a murderer. There's a distinction between those two that I don't see reconciled here. I did look ahead and I don't, I, I still, I've always respected Heschel, that's why I'm here. But this I, I don't understand. In context, I respect his opinion Alongside Martin Luther King, and when they crossed the bridge together as pacifists, I respect that. But they had a battle that was winnable that way. But the Jews would have been wiped off the face of the earth, and, and that would have been, uh, he, he's saying, don't fight back.
1: You know, I, 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 grew up, I grew up here in Israel in a very right wing. Family and society that was very critical about the Jews in the Holocaust. They, that they, they don't fight back. That they didn't fight back. That they went like, like how do you say, like
4: sheep, sheep to the slaughter. Yes, like sheep. is isn't true. But, but, yeah.
1: but Heschel, but Heschel say, no, we didn't walk like a sheep. We simply, we simply the very opposite of fighting we we saved our soul we will not fight back we will be examples of of, uh, of the holiness of life it's, it's a very extremist extremist saying I, I understand you can't uh, accept it but but uh, he believed that that this is the our mission is Jews to be example of nonviolent nation. And you can, can I, see what happened. What happened today is when Israel have to fight back. We made a lot of mistakes, right? It's yes. not. It's not, yeah. uh, it's not easy to be here and not easy to be there. Nice.
4: Can,
3: can I ask a question that builds on uh, Rabbi Sachs's question? So and and it came up earlier in the discussion um isn't heschel the english expression is cherry picking that he's selectively choosing what it is out of akiva um that he wishes to demonstrate but there is there's a contradiction in that because of what rabbi akiva actually does and so you know in the context of what rabbi Sachs is saying is in the context of judging another person and not being in favor of capital punishment that does not extend to the idea of standing by and allowing yourself to be destroyed and so does does heschel at some point deal with that because there's an inherent contradiction either he's selectively choosing out of akiva which serves his purpose at this particular point in what he's writing but seems to ignore uh the history that goes along with it.
1: Oh, he, he he didn't say that Rabbi Akiva was a pacifist like like himself, but as I explained, as I said before, in another chapter, he tried to explain that Rabbi Akiva didn't see the image of God in the Romans, yes, in the enemies uh, who destroyed our, our temple, as yes, he didn't see, he didn't see in their likeness of God. And in this chapter, in the other chapter, when Heschel wrote about this, you can see how we criticize the Akiva, who can see the image of God in the Romans, and how we prefer the view of Rabbi Ishmael, who, who, who felt the equality of all human beings. So this is how we explain the, the
3: So, but the the difference also with, and we had talked about this, I think it was two or three weeks ago, um, when we were talking about Heschel's position within uh, uh, the the Second World War. Um, He wasn't even talking about passive resistance in the way in which Martin Luther King and Gandhi was talking about. He was talking about the purpose of Jews was to teach the world about how they should Um, behave in a way that would be in, you know, in, in concurrence with the idea of what is holy, which is not exactly the same thing as the idea of passive resistance. So it seems as though what Rabbi Sachs is saying is true, which is, you might be correct, you know, um, in a philosophical sense, but you're also going to be gone um, because neither, Neither Gandhi nor King were talking about just sitting there and allowing yourselves to or to have uh, to try to teach the other of their the wrongness of their ways. It was actually the idea of using the violence um, and the inhumanity of the others as a, for lack of a better term, a weapon against those who are committing the violence and the injustice. And, but that's not what Heschel is saying. It seems I may be wrong, but it seems like he's saying that it's far more even passive than that, and only restricted to the idea of um, of, of of teaching the rest of the world as to how they should behave.
1: Thank you for, for your question. Unfortunately, we have to finish. Uh, it, it, it's uh, the last minute, uh, but let's let's let's. Um, Give the, your question to stay as a question, yes. And and uh, I have no answer to all the questions. And it's it's a complicated, right? It's not it's not uh, easy um, to be here or, or there. Uh, what I try to show today is how Heschel found a sources for powerful mm-hmm. concept of human dignity mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the in the Mishnah, in the rabbis. Book Amina so can, we have to we have to finish i'm sorry we we can we can continue to speak all the night me and can we the,
2: can we pick videos. that up though?
1: and i only want to to thank you and to hope that we will meet next week our mm-hmm. uh, next okay thank you Evie,
2: thank you thank you very much Thank
0: you, Dr. Vandy. This was another wonderful class. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the remaining class of this series uh, next week. And thank you to everyone else who joined us today on Zoom, on Dresha Live, and on Facebook. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, We are going to continue our our full program uh, this Sunday at 10 a.m. with the fifth part of the multi-part series, Your Name Shall Be Great, The Abraham Narrative, the class is by Rabbi David Silber. In addition, we have many more classes happening all the time. You can find out more information as well as the registration links on our website at www.dresha.org slash classes or watch live at www.dresha.org slash live. Thank you again, uh, Dr. Bundy for this opportunity to learn with you and for everyone else who joined us. And we hope to see you at one of our next classes here at Dresha. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
1: Thank you. Thank you,
0: everyone. Goodbye.